Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world at this present time, and welcome back to episode 11 from the boys here at Wax Pack Miracle. As ever, let's uh, meet your starting presenters. Ryan Slaughter, 5'4", 185 pounds, Birmingham City University, and very, very disturbed by Mike Vrabel's Mario Mustache. And Dan Hewitt, 5'10", 197 pounds, the U of life. Uh, Brian Walter, still 6'2", and uh, getting fitter by the day, thanks to my health kick this year. Uh, interesting note there, I think, Ryan, have you put £5 on since we last did an episode? Or uh... Yeah, uh, the diet's gone out the window for the last month, so I'm back on it, supposedly, tomorrow. Back on it tomorrow, the famous last words. Yeah. <laughs> right then, gentlemen, since we last got together, which was just after the Super Bowl, which is uh, five, six weeks ago now, uh, the card world seems to have quietened down a bit. Uh, have you been in any breaks? Have you, have you won any cards? Have you sold any cards? Uh, Dan, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been up to nothing. Um, I've had a strange month this month where I um, I get paid every I get paid four weekly, um, but every I think it's like four or five years at work we uh, we could go through a five week period where basically we get paid for four weeks and it has to last for five. So I've I've basically just knocked everything on the head. I haven't broke. I haven't bought anything. Um, Trying a slight lie because uh, Beckham one of one come up and I had to have it. I, I just couldn't miss it. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I haven't I haven't partaken at all. I'm looking forward to next month when I get five weeks pay to last four weeks and you, you watch me go. Excellent stuff, Ryan. Have you been buying, selling, or um, no? Just li- I think little bits of pieces to be in a little bit of trading, but nothing particularly serious. I mean, last year this was my big money sort of month, to be honest, because a couple of the products are my favourite sort of products. So last year when I was chasing some, um, you know, actual offensive rookies for the Titans, I spent probably more money in that in that month than any other time in the season. But this season, no, um, been very very quiet. Um, only a few breaks. Um, but uh, but pretty quiet overall. No, I think I'm in the same boat. Uh, the product seems to be drying up now with the 2018 season. I think it's got to a stage now uh, for myself where it's the same three or four players that obviously I, I, I'm buying for the Seahawks from their draft class this year. And um, when you reach about the 25th product that's come out with them featuring it, it really needs some really good cards to like maybe want to buy the cards now, whereas opposed to getting, you never do rainbows, but you'd like the, like the out of five, out of 10, 25 or whatever. No, it's just a case of I'll just get one from that set. That'll do me for that for that because I've got so many cards now. I did get the uh, a Jissy delivery come over uh, with about three months worth of cards, so a lot of contenders stuff in there. Uh, my contenders cracked ices. Uh, the majority of them, the Russell Wilson one, is off for grading, so so that's all good. But yeah, it's been a pretty quiet month, I think, for uh, for most people in the hobby. So right then, gentlemen, let's uh, get on with some product reviews. Uh, a few have come out since uh, Super Bowl. Uh, let's start with Select. Dan, what are the details on this one? Right, so it released on the 20th of February. Um, it was priced, or it's currently priced, at $249.45. It was only $169 on release, so it's gone up, what's that, $80? $80. Um, product configuration, five cards per pack, 12 packs per box, 12 boxes per case, and on average, you're looking for two autographs, one memorabilia card. And there is three XRC redemptions per case. Excellent stuff. Uh, what do we think of Select? I know Ryan's a big fan of this, so let's start with him. 
Yeah, I've got to say, boys, that um, I'll give props to, to Gavin Burton. Um, he, he showed me the light on Panini Select. I think that it is one of my favourite products of the year. I think, um, I suppose, get the disappointing stuff out. I think the price point where it is at now is is quite disturbing, <laughs> um, um, considering as I was hoping that we might get a few more boxes in, 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 in the group to break them. But it's becoming slightly unaffordable, I think, at that point. Um and also the, the amount of stuff that seems to got kept back from first off the line. So again, it's another one of those things where I think we'll see ridiculous prices on eBay um, on the secondary market. Um, I suppose this year we've got three subsets, concourse, premier, field level. The brand new Zebra one-on-ones, which at first when I saw them, <laughs> I thought, mm, it's a bit odd. But I, I can see it now that that's a pretty, pretty, pretty sweet looking card. But I think for me, Select is for me the premier rainbow collection. I know that um, Prism takes over for some people, but for me, I, I, I always like a select rainbow. And I think um, the die cuts this year, just, just the, they just look awesome. Just absolutely fantastic. Um, and you can tell that because the investment, I think, in some of the prices that you're seeing. So, um, so Sam Darnold, number to 10, going for around about 100 Dollars, and I saw the other day that the Aaron Rodgers one of one super refractor die cut sold for $1,595. Um, so you know, we're talking some serious money, particularly if you're doing a rainbow because the one on ones are going to be absolutely ridiculous. So, um, look out for the one on ones and buy it straight away. But I just think they are beautiful. I think, I think Select is a really, really good product. Like I said. Um, the cost of a box now is a bit silly, but I think that the RRP on it is a good, really good box to invest in. Some really good product in there. Um, the memorabilia cards don't do loads for me. Again, we've talked about this before. Quite a lot of the um, mid-range projects are just a lot of napkins this year, but um, the die-cut die cut autos are absolutely stunning. Uh, probably some of my favourite cards of the year. Excellent stuff. Dan, are you a fan? Yeah, and I'm going to pretty much say a lot of the a lot of the same things that um, that Ryan said. Um, I really, really like Select. Um, the whole the prism, the prism factor, um, the with the different colours and everything else. But I think that Select does it nicer. I think they're a nicer looking card to begin with, rather than Prism is very plain if you like to look at I'm not I wouldn't not prism it's nice enough but it's a very plain looking designed card whereas I think select is just a much nicer design card and it's got the all the colors and all the all that factors of of prism in it as well um I don't know about the die cuts how often how often do they come do we know is there is there an official x amount per box or anything like that I'd like to see more of them personally because i do like them and i like how they look um but I, I would like to see them pop up a little bit more maybe the only issue i've got with the die cut is that on the one hand i like it and on the other hand it, it disturbs me is that it's exactly the same as the card design which i think is very neat so is, is a very neat thing if you were opening the box yourself but when you watch a break of select I can't figure out whether I'm looking at a die cut or I'm looking at a base card, every single card. Just be- just because the die cut's exactly the same shape as, as what's what's in the standard standard base card. But they are they I'm basically being petty, really, because it's a it's a lovely set and yeah, I'm I'm the same as Ryan. I, I really like it. 
Yeah, I'd probably echo what you guys say. It's, it is um, one of the higher middle-end products, and it, it is a good product. The die cuts are, are stunning. Uh, the artwork is stunning. The, the layout, the colours, they're all really, really good quality and stuff. Uh, sticker autos at times, uh, again, appear to be placed a bit a bit haphazard, but uh, that seems to be just uh, Panini in general. Every product they stick sticker autos on these days, it's seems to be, um, even if it's a really, really good high-end product, when the sticker autos are put on there, they're not put on, and they just, it's just slapdash, like we've said before, so, but but yeah, good product. Uh, the price point, but that's just that's not down to Panini. That's just down to market forces seem to be driving up every single product that comes out these days. We were chatting earlier before we we came in here and said prospecting. Now your best prospecting is on buying a few sealed boxes every year, holding on to them. All you need is one rookie to 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 hit it well, uh, to come good even three or four years down the line. Uh, and those boxes you'll be able to sell. There was um, Leaf Trinity, which is Leaf Trinity, uh, blowout or offering as a special offer now for $150 for a box, whereas you could buy that just before, after Christmas for about $85 for a box. So it's that is the way forward now with all with all products. So so yes, yeah, I think that's that's three thumbs up from the uh, from the UK guys here for Select. Second product we're going to have a look at is Contenders Optic. Uh, what are the details on this one, please, Dan? So this one released on the 1st of March this year. Um, price point is currently $156.95. You're getting six cards per pack, one pack per box, and 20 boxes per case. And on average, you should see two autographs, two base, one parallel, and one insert. Right then, gentlemen, what do we think of this one? Let's start with you, Dan. <laughs> Um, it, it's not for me. Um, one of its major issues is that it is way too boom or bust. Um, I know we talked about Panini One, and obviously that's that's the ultimate boom or bust product. Um, with only getting one card, but this falls in in exactly the same exactly the same bracket. You're only getting two autos in your in your box anyway, so um the base are just a bit of a nonsense and, and the parallel and the insert are just, just seem to be thrown in extra. So you might as well call this hundred and sixty dollars for for two cards um essentially. Um just not enough in there for the for the product that it is. I don't know what it's trying to be. At that price point it's trying to be similar to Select which of the mid-range products I consider it right up there um, it's trying to get to there and it's just it's nowhere near um, the other thing is it's just contenders which I'm not massively hot on anyway and it's just shiny contenders so not for me <laughs> Ryan what do you think? Uh, yeah I just I said it before I mean I, yeah, I don't see the point I'm sorry I, I just don't see the point in contenders optic I think you can boost up the contenders. I know it doesn't need selling because it sells itself, although it's fairly boring this year. Um, you can you can whack an optic insert um, case hit into contenders. It does absolutely nothing for me. Um, it's so much so that I even was hovering on a Rashwan Evans, um, even paying a dollar for an optic card, uh, just seeing if it would go to 50 cents, to be honest, because... It is boom or bust. Um, I don't see. I can see the value in it. Obviously, if you're chasing the bigger rookies, but I'm sorry, it's just not for me. I, I don't understand why you don't have an optic insert into contenders, which hot off the press they are going to do next year. But I guarantee we'll still have hot optic uh, as well. 
Yeah, again, I think we're all singing from the uh, the same hymn book on this one. It's uh, for what it is, you know, nice looking cards, but I wouldn't be buying a box. I, I didn't buy into any breaks for the silks and stuff. I've plucked a couple of uh, silk cards for like silk autos for seven eight dollars a time on there, and that that's perfect. That that fills my my need for that product to go into the uh, into my set as such. <sighs> yeah, it's one hundred and sixty dollars for one pack of five cards, as Dan said. It's basically one pack of two cards because no one really cares about the like the, the plain base or the parallels. It's just the autographs that everyone's chasing. That's all, that's all you want. So. Yeah, it'd be nice if you get a couple of optics in a, in a case of con- uh, of normal contenders next year. That'll make it a little bit special, but but as a product on its own. Um, but everything sells. There's no football product that comes out, no matter what anyone's opinion is about it. Every football product sells these days, and so that's <laughs> that's just the way the market is, unfortunately. So that's that's probably three thumbs down for uh, contenders optic. Two more products to review. Next one is uh, Encased. What are the details on this one, please, Dan? So this one released on the 8th of March this year. Um, current price point $294.95. Five cards per pack, one pack per box, eight boxes per case. Um, on average, you're getting two autographs, one of which is, is back it's graded, and two memorabilia cards in the box. Okay, then, 295 touching $300 for box of this then. Right then, let's start with Ryan. Yeah, I mean, this year was my one of my favourite products. Um, this was my, my National Treasures, you know, the one that I thought was very, very reasonable in price. Uh, great product um, with great patches, on-card autos, really clean, really, really lovely. Um, with the added thing of this year that they've got loads more veterans, which is absolutely fantastic. My only gripe about in case this year has been that I think the, the design um, isn't as good as it has been in the previous two years and certainly isn't as good as it was in the first year. Um, but apart from that, you know, it's, I still do love it. The price point is creeping up. I, you know, we used to have um, encased at $160, $180 a box. Now we're talking creeping up to $300. And I, it, obviously it's because of the, the type of rookies we've had this year and the, the, the glut of quarterbacks and the fact that Sony Michel went on, um, uh, you know, a, such a good run for the Patriots, so boosting those prices up for those for those for those guys, um, you're still getting your graded, and I know that it's a thing that annoys everybody. I think it annoyed me because uh, I used to collect cat patches cards, but I don't see the point. If you if you're going to put a graded card in below a nine, what's the point? What's the point? Um, you know, resell them or something. I don't know, but if it's if a card if a card goes from the player, the manufacturer to the player to sign, back to the manufacturer to, to Beckett, and it comes out less than a nine, then you should just be really throwing it in the bin because um, you're completely devaluing the card at that point anyway um, and put it in the trash. Um, but yeah, really, really, really like the fact that there's lots more veterans this year. Uh, and um, if you're a veterans collector, I think it's one of the one of the cards to go, to go and get this year. Excellent stuff. Dan, uh, you a fan? Um, I'm not, but I'm not from a personal standpoint. I, I don't particularly like graded cards anyway. So, um, it's just, I, I wouldn't buy a box with a graded card in because I don't particularly want a graded card. Um, 
so that's the whole the whole concept is lost on me <laughs> for the products full stop um I, i'd agree with with what ryan said i've got it down in my notes here that i, I, I like the mix of players i like the, the amount of vets that they've, they've put in there isn't many um products the, the vast majority of products now are, are way too like rookie centric um that's what the that's what they're trying to do there might be one um, one auto set or, or one patch set or something that's got the vet players in in most products, but there's a really nice mix of players in this. Um, that is that is one one plus point for me. But yeah, I, I, I don't particularly like the concept, so they're not for me. No, I, I do like the the, the product. Uh, it, it's, it's not something I'd rush out if I had three hundred dollars. It's not the box I'd buy, but. I do like the product. I do see some nice cards come out of there. I don't mind a graded card. Um, to me, a graded card just just means more value. And like Ryan's saying, if you pull out an eight point five, then it's it's not it's not worth jack, really, is it? Let's be honest about it. So, and some of the um, some of the graded cards as well, they're they're coming out, and it's I think every product over one hundred fifty two hundred dollars is boom or bust. You're seeing some cards come out, some like. An 8.5 graded from fourth round draft picks, hat, patches and stuff like that. Yeah, nice product. Um, it's just the price point, you know. I think even the release price point this year was was way above what it what it's been in previous years. But that that's down to, to the rookie class, I suppose, isn't it? So, but that's something we're going to touch on a, a little bit later on. So, yeah, I think uh, we're all giving that a probably a B grade as such. We move away from our, our thumbs up, thumbs down, get into the 21st century as such. So that's three products down, one product to go. Uh, final product we're going to review is National Treasures Football. Dan, what are the details on this, please? Right, so it released on the 15th of March. Um, price point currently anywhere between 900 and $1,000 a box. Um, first off the line box is are currently changing hands for fourteen hundred dollars to sixteen hundred dollars for a box of them. Um, pro configuration you're getting eight cards per pack, one pack per box, four boxes per case. On average, you're getting six autographs or memorabilia cards, one base or insert, and one parallel. Wowzers, right, okay. Uh, national treasures. I think we're all in agreement here that National Treasures is a uh, <laughs> is mutton dressed up as lamb. It's it's a mid-range product that's pretended to be a high-range product, and the price point is just scandalous these days. Two three years ago, you could get this for five hundred five fifty a box. Um, some of the cards that come out of there are 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 lovely. You know, you see these booklets that come out and who wouldn't want to own one of those even if it wasn't for your team the booklets that come out like the, the trifold booklets and stuff absolutely stunning you get some nice patches coming out um base cards it's nice thick good quality and stuff and it's you can pick up your rookies and stuff like that but the price point now man alive 900 dollars for for a box of this and there are a lot of sticker autos you know I, i've not gone into any nt breaks this year I have done in previous years. Last year was my ex- very expensive rainbow of, of, of Chris Carson. Um, not even thought about doing that this year. Just picking up one card from each of the Seahawks players. Um, 
it, it doesn't excite me this year. It seems very similar to previous years and just at 67% more of the price than it was, well, probably more than that, two, three years ago. So, Ryan, what's your opinion on this? Uh, I've never been a massive NT fan. It doesn't get me really, really excited like like it does with some people that are just like absolutely, you know, obsessed with national treasures and um, I don't I don't blame breakers for that or or anything like that. But I, I I don't own a heck of a lot of national treasures. I think the ones I do are all vets, uh, vets and legends. Um, I, I, it's not the rookie card I tend to sort of really go for. Um, I think one of the reasons is yeah you've got stickers. So if you're not one of the top tier rookies that year, you tend to get a sticker, and that you know that really puts me off. Um, I think that. There's you go from the absolute phenomenal sublime cards that you see to absolute boring rubbish. Um, so you know I've just scrolled through two hundred cards, patch cards, and apart from three that were prime patches, the rest of them were napkins. Um, the booklets. Who wouldn't want to own a goddamn booklet? Do you know what I mean? One of the sort of quad or was it octo booklets? I mean, they're amazing. It would probably be one of your pride and possession, but the, it's very rare that you get one. Um, it just doesn't excite me as much as other projects, boys. And I, I, I don't know why. I just can't get excited about national treasures. I don't know whether it's the money because it's you know because it is so expensive. Um, I prefer I prefer the collegiate. I do like the collegiate product. But I'm just not a big fan of the NFL product. Maybe it's the way it looks. Maybe it's the colours. I just don't know. The patches, I have no idea. But whatever it is, is it, I, I can't get up for National Treasures like some people do. No, exactly. Right, that's all the products reviewed. No, we're only joking. Dan, what do you think of this one? <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't got all, I haven't got a lot else to say other than what, what, what you guys have already said. Um, on my notes here, I've got stickers written in block capitals with three exclamation marks after it because any product that you buy that is going to cost you $1,000 a box shouldn't have, like even clapped eyes on a sticker. Um, it's, it's ridiculous, the fact that that there's so many stickers in this product um i agree with what ryan said and, and with regards to the the napkin patches um and it's not even just napkin patches the tiny little window patches on some of them that you'd expect to find on in like playoff or you know really low-end products it's just kind of like that's that's a patch card is a tiny little piece of jersey in the in the thing that's player worn as well it's never been it's never been game worn um going back to Encased we all just said that Encased was, was probably too expensive and National Treasures seems to me that it's like a, a similar sort of product to Encased and you've put it in a wooden box so you're charging a thousand dollars for it um, because it makes a nice sort of creaking noise when you open it <laughs> and, um, <laughs> that's the only reason I can see that it's that it's at the price point it is and and like you said yeah them, them booklet cards are I saw one open today. Um, it, it was a stunning thing. But again, it was only patches. It wasn't autos, um, as nice as it was. You'd love to own one of them, but you, you're better off just buying one because your chances of finding one in the what one box that I could probably stretch to afford every year. The, I wouldn't. Be, you're not going to go out and buy cases of the stuff. I um, it is slim to none. So yeah, it's 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 not not great this year for me. National treasures, not great. No, exactly. So, uh, 
there we go. There's four products that have been uh, released since we uh, were last with you guys. Uh, there's only one more to be released, and that's the 2018 season done and dusted. And that is the uh, granddaddy of them all, uh, so to speak, and a flawless, which comes out in early April. How much is that uh, supposed to release that, Dan? Uh, $1,775. I think previously it's been about 1500 1550 Yeah, something like that, yeah. So that's something to look forward to. I think it, it was scheduled to come out 27th of March, but that's been put back uh, a week, as, as near enough every football product this year seems to get put back by a week or two weeks uh, in the month before it, it comes out. So... Are we looking forward to Flawless coming out? We, we've seen uh, the mock-ups of some of the cards. They've got booklet cards in there now and bits and pieces. Are you looking forward to it, Ryan? Um, I'm looking forward to probably seeing it. Uh, there's nothing really for me to, to massively get excited about this year, but I'm looking forward to seeing it and seeing 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 how it breaks. Um, the designs... I want to see how the design looks, I think, in the flesh. You know, we've talked about it quite a lot, but some of the mock-ups this year, I've got it absolutely wrong. Like, I got it wrong with Panini 1. I thought it looked absolutely horrible in a mock-up, but physically stunning. Really, really, really brilliant. Well done. Um, I'm really interested to see, because I don't like some of the mock-ups with Flawless, like the Veteran Shield book look, booklets. We, uh, we've all discussed how the, the disgusting gems and all that kind of stuff and the new booklets. So I'm really intrigued to see what they look like in the flesh because they're, they'll either live up to the expectation that it might be a little bit bit bit, bit minging, um, but, or they just might be absolutely stunning. Um, and one thing I can absolutely guarantee that the product, a box, goes, what, 1700 dollars right now when it comes out and some people start pulling some of these um pat mahomes or baker mayfields that that price will only go up exactly dan you looking forward to it i'm uh, i'm more excited about the fact that 2019 products started dropping than i am about force um force is one of them that it's it's a bit like a bit like a ferrari it's nice to look at from afar and know that i'm never really going to own all that well many of them at all i don't i don't think i own any in my pc um some of them are lovely to look at but they're just they're so far out there that for uh, for me as far as i'm concerned that they're just virtually unattainable and like ryan says there's there's no way that'll carry on selling for the the price point we've got it out there it's going to go well in excess of two thousand dollars um a box and that sure that's just starting to get ridiculous but mm. there you go and we've also got honours which which looks shit <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I think that's where Brian missed it off there uh, but we still have honours to go after flawless and yeah it's just repackaged stuff with a crappy base set so happy so we're all on the uh, all on the leaf draft high series bandwagon then are we 2019 cards for the next month or hey, so. we're, we're all, all waiting for Leaf Metal mate <laughs> won't be long before Elite Draft Picks comes out I, I do quite like a little bit of that and I think with, with uh, the Seahawks potentially being uh, to me what the Titans were this year to Ryan there's not been much for me to collect um, so I think I might be collecting a few of the, the Huskies players this year before uh, before they're drafted and no doubt after they're drafted because uh there's no actual teams I detest in the NFL, so I'm not bothered about having cards of other teams in my collection. So yeah, Prism looks really, really interesting this year. Draft Prism. Yeah, it's definitely. not not been something that um, uh, that I've always liked in the past. Ironically, as a collegiate collector, but 
Um, it looks really interesting this year. Really interesting. There's a lot more variations in there. Um, a lot more really nice looking inserts. So that that's one to watch, I think. Yeah. Just touch back on Flawless just, just for a second. It's um, I wasn't impressed with the uh, 2017, so to speak, Flawless. Uh, I didn't really like the designs on that, but I picked up a couple, but nothing out of the ordinary from that. But we're talking $3,500 for, because you get two case, two boxes makes a case of flawless, doesn't it? So if we got the money together and just went down the back of Dan's sofa and got $3,500 and bought a case of that, if we sat on it for six months, I reckon that would sell for four and a half thousand. We'd probably make a thousand dollars easily, but. Something to consider. Uh, that's where the money is these days, isn't it? So no, and we've been we've been talking about it. We've talked about it a little very briefly, and I know we've chatted about it offline. But the one thing you know, you you basically said, Brian, the one thing that was quite clear about this year was not card prospecting; it was product prospecting. Um, you could have made a <laughs> lot of money this year from, particularly if you'd got some. First off the line, I said I said it in the chat when we were chatting. There. If you if you bought two boxes of every single first off the line product all the way through, so I don't think Flores does first off the line, but um, and you just kept them in in, in your garage, um, probably somewhere a little bit safer. Uh, you could probably make a lot of money out of those boxes. Right, bit of a quick fire round now. Uh, we have five questions which we're all gonna. Uh, answer quite quickly so as our audience don't get bored and fall asleep driving the motorway so right first question gentlemen uh with rob gronkowski retiring how do we think this will affect his card prices and where would you place him on your all-time tight end list let's start with brian oh okay i wasn't expecting i thought you were the <laughs> um uh okay uh, rob gronkowski yeah uh He's had a quick hit overnight. Um, his cards are normally rocking around about fifty to forty dollar rookie prices, maybe sixty. So I took the the tops tribute one because we've actually pulled it about three or top four times in the group. I think um, it's a really really stunning card. Um, they're now going last night for a hundred to hundred and thirty dollars. So obviously he's getting that big bump, but I think um, over time that'll reduce back down to his sort of normal fifty to sixty dollars over time um, it's just because he's retired so if you have got a Rob Gronkowski it'd be a good time to sell it now where does he fit for me um, I've, I love Kellen Winslow I think Kellen Winslow actually basically is a forebearer for those type of tight ends he, he created that type of tight end a, a linebacker that can receive basically um, closely followed by Tony Gonzalez and I think I, I'm, I'm happy to put Gronk in at, at number three on my all time list Dan have you got any uh, differing opinions to uh, Ryan no, I think Ryan's Ryan's perfectly covered it off with with the card. Yeah, it's gone. It has sparked. Um, it's only going one way, um, and then it all sort of plateau because he's, he's going to go in the Hall of Fame. So um, it'll, it'll probably go up a tiny amount when he does that, and then it'll sort of hover, and that's it. Um, for me, in terms of the player, he's the best of his era, um, but he's he's not the best ever. Ryan Ryan named my best ever Tony Gonzalez. Um, <laughs> He, he probably sneaks into the top five, but I'd have him at about fifth. Um, there's so many other, there's so many other good ones as well. About if you if you chart, if you chart players' career path, I mean, I don't like Cowboys, but even Jason Witten was on a phenomenal career path prior to uh, prior to retiring. Um, there's so many good tight ends, and for me, Gronk just did it with 
his size and what and his power and what have you, rather than being pure skillful player. Okay, yeah, um, I think we all agree on that. We come from the same uh, the same point about his car price. I'm not going to uh, detour from the line you boys have taken with that one. Uh, and again, where people say there's a couple of discussions going on in, in groups online. We were on last night about uh, whenever someone retires, it says, "Is he the best of all time?" And that's just there's no definitive answer yes or no so it's not a case of oh he's the best no i think he's better and stuff i think he is in the in the top four or five and it's it's just down to personal choice where you put people uh, again he'd be in there along with like gonzalez and as ryan said kellen winslow as well and even antonio gates is, is up there so definitely definitely one of the best four or five that, that i've seen in my lifetime and so, yeah, he'll be there. Uh, and to be honest, I can quite easily see him coming out of time at about week 11 or 12 next season when the Patriots have a couple of injuries and Tom Brady gets on the phone and Gronk's had a, near enough a whole year off to, to recover and he feels a little bit better. I think we might see him coming back for uh, four or five weeks of the season as uh, they push towards uh, another ring for a Braid, for uh, Mr. Brady and... Uh, Another trip to a Asian massage parlour for Mr. Kraft. So, <laughs> <laughs> so all good. Right then, let's go into uh, question number two. Uh, Dan will answer this one first. So, have your answers ready, gentlemen. Of all the free agents who have moved so far, which player will see their card price rise or fall the most? Right. So, I've gone for the rise option. I've gone for a slightly off-the-wall one. I've gone Levy and Bell to the Jets. Um, the reason for it is that Levy and Bell's cards have always, considering the player he is and the things he's done, they've always been like un, not undervalued but underappreciated. Um, Levy and Bell rookie cards are very cheap for the, for the player that he is. Um, the fact that he's moving to the Jets and moving to the New York media, which is all the US media cares about, um, puts him in a prime position to to sort of be picking up all of that media so for me his name's gonna his name's gonna increase as well as his uh, as well as him showing off his playing ability now he's finally signed a contract that he's happy with so yeah he's mine uh ryan who's your uh player yeah i thought the interesting one was uh, looking into this was actually odell beckham and i was looking at um what, what how how is his card sort of changed I mean uh, quite clearly I think that um, even a couple of people were, uh, uh, I know some people who met who, who collect five star were rejoicing at the trade um, because uh, a month ago you could sort of pick up his five star for fifty dollars um, you can pick it up today for 38 and that that's consistent so uh, consistent so that's a massive price drop um, but his sort of LSU rookie product has gone up in price because other people look a bit it today so I think he his, his price is going to be interesting to track obviously there are going to be a lot of disinfected Giants fans um, and, and Brian you know maybe uh, you know Brian's collectors are going to have to wait for a while so the other thing is a lot of people and we've seen it in the group will be uh, trying to offload as much of his giant stuff as possible depending on their viewpoint on the actual trade um, I think it's really difficult I, 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 to understand other players and how they you know we've just we picked up Humphreys for example maybe that might be a player that that 
was really was selling for a couple of dollars or one dollar and maybe he might maybe he has a really good season and suddenly it's going for ten dollars a card or a rookie card or whatever um i think it it the, the market always depends on and i think dan sort of got it right about the actual market they're transferring from or to so I think I kind of agree with with Dan on on, on Le'Veon. He he could be the man in in in, in New York, really. Um, uh, it could be him versus Barkley as the biggest NFL stars in in New York. So he could see a, a really big bump um, considering the the low the low floor is of his rookie rookie cards. Yeah, I think I'll go with um, a price rise one. I think I'll go with uh, Antonio Brown. Um, the fact that he's gone to to the Raiders now, uh, there's going to be a massive spotlight on the Raiders this year because um, obviously they've got so many draft picks. Um, do, do we think Derek Carr will be quarterback for them come start of the season, or do you think they're going to try and make a move for Kyler Murray or someone else? I think it's a great question. <laughs> I, I, I personally, I think that it, I think that they 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 may considering what their draft stock they have for 2020. I think Mike Mayock wants to make some shockwaves, but I, I think he's sensible enough to know the, what's coming down the road in 2020, and he's got enough crap capital in 2020 to to capitalise on that if he needs a quarterback then. Fair enough, but yeah, yeah, I, I can see. Uh, the Raiders getting a huge amount of publicity. They are one of the most uh, featured teams in, in the media and they've got a big following in the hobby as well. So I think him moving there is going to be, uh, see quite an increase in, in his card prices, which uh, were very low to start with. So that's question two uh, done and dusted. Question three, this should be a short couple of word answer, really. Uh, the new Panini Direct app, good, bad or ugly? Dan, <laughs> give us um, a couple of words on this yeah it's good for the most part um, it's got a couple of teething issues trying to get into figure out where your redemptions are is a bit of a nightmare um, and takes you back to some really ugly looking page compared to the rest of it but for the most part it's decent yeah uh, Ryan what's your view yeah it's a good idea to bring it all together into one app it's just a pity that Panini points rewards points is the most pointless thing in the world yeah it's uh, extremely ugly it's uh <laughs> Uh, as Dan touched on the start there we're all trying to work out and you looked online last week everyone's trying to work out where they could find where their redemptions were and you had to go through create a new password which sent you to a link to to get back where you had to put in your old password to get into the old site because it's not been updated and most people were just more interested in their redemptions than anything else on these sites and I had a uh, a redemption that shipped last week I got the email through from Panini time to click on the link and it went to to a dead site so that's you know i'm sure in time it will be a decent site but come on guys test this stuff before you actually put it up and make sure it works so uh, for me it goes down as as ugly right then question four or five uh, ryan's gonna go with this one first uh the most overrated product of 2018 yeah um most overrated product i think of 2018 is National Treasures. Right, for me, Contenders. Which might come as a shock, but I, I don't see what all the fuss is about. No, well, Contenders hold... The cards hold their, hold their value, so that's where the where it's in there. Uh, if we go for overrated... 
well, it, it wasn't rated highly by us, so it, it's not really overrated, but, but overrated uh, generally amongst the hobby, where people were getting semis on the go about it, and the most pointless product of the year is uh, welcome back to our old friend XR. <laughs> Unparalleled ginger step kid. Thanks very much. No <laughs> for you. You're not wanted. There's no point to you. Yeah, don't do come back. Want, we, we do not want to see you come back in 2019. Please stay at home next year. Job done. <laughs> <laughs> right then, question five. Um, let's start with Dan on this one. Have you got a top tip for starting to collect uh, players from 2019? Uh, my top tip would be get in now and get in early. Um, we, we touched on the fact that the, the Leaf draft the, the, and the Sage hit series and whatever else is, is knocking about at the minute. Um, get in early and get them products because you know, you're looking at blaster boxes that are 20, 30 quid um, that are coming with three autographs and if you manage to get a Patrick Mahomes of this world that, that autograph's selling for 100 quid um, so yeah, get in early if, you really, if that's what you want to do you want to invest in 2019 rookies buy as much of it as you can afford to hopefully you hit that big player um, you're going to hit a lot of players that you've never heard of but hopefully you hit that, that big name um, hold on to it, see what he does and and go from there excellent stuff Ryan what's your advice yeah I mean don't go scattergun like me and uh, like I did last year and just think you're going to collect everybody um, and what happens is is that um, they either turn out to be absolute pap um, don't get drafted or um, they become really expensive later down the line so um, if you're going to pick a new PC that's non-team related um, you know think about it Think about people who who've been mocked to who. Um, you're normally in a sort of if you get the same players, three, four f- players that have been mocked to your team all the time. Actually, to be honest, it's probably not too far away from the mark. So think about getting in there a little bit early with some of those products, um, because once they get um, drafted, then your the, the 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 prices start to get absolutely ridiculous. Uh, my advice. What I did last year when uh, on draft night, I had e- my eBay uh, app open. And as soon as the Seahawks pick was announced, within three minutes of Rashad Penny being announced our first pick, I had gone on there and I bought about 15 of his cards at the buy it now price. Boom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Straight in. I like at, it. I like no, it. No, no. Yeah. Well, for like I think 10, that's great. $10, $12 a time and stuff. It's like, thanks so much. I spent about 200 bucks on all these cards and that. And the cards that I was buying for ten dollars, four days later, were a pin on there for forty-five dollars and selling for that. So that's that's the thing to do, gentlemen. If, if you're up and about when your team are drafting, as soon as the player's name comes up, stick him in there and get some buy it nows. And it's an investment because the price is only as soon as that player is drafted, fans of that team are going to be desperate to get have that player in their collection. So, so that's that's my advice anyway. So I, th- I think that's the best one a lot. I think I think we'll have to have like an online party, draft night party, all their laptops on eBay, ready to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll do a live uh, six-hour podcast on draft night, which might not go there too well with your wives, but no, <laughs> I don't think it will. <laughs> but yeah, it'd be something to go for the night and have Ryan review all, all the picks whilst me and Dan just get slowly shit-faced. Uh, but anyway, uh, that, something like that might happen anyway. Beautiful stuff. 
excellent stuff. Right then, let's uh, move on to the final section of today's show. We've got no guest interviews this this month, unfortunately. Uh, debate time. Okay, uh, over the last two years, uh, we've seen a boom in NFL cards, mainly due to the draft classes. Will Kyler Murray alone be enough to keep this phenomenon going in a defence-heavy draft class? Uh, let's start with the views of the Stoke-on-Trent jury. Um, short and sweet answer, no. Um, we've, we've reviewed these uh, a lot of products tonight and we've talked about how almost ridiculously the prices have skyrocketed due to the fact that you've got um, three Ricky QBs that all looked reasonably good and people are paying an, an astonishing amount of money for one of their cards. Um I think this will be the year that it will go back to the drop from RRP. I think you can. I think you'll be able to sit there and wait. Don't buy stuff the day it comes out. Sit there and wait, and you'd probably get it cheaper. Um, because the, with the with the just with the one QB to chase, really, um, Panini aren't going to put all these defensive players and try and make superstars of them. Um, they're going to put like bang average offensive players in that are potentially going to do nothing for the first 12 months um, so I can I really can see that this will be the year that you're better off waiting to buy um, obviously we touched on investing in boxes I think that's I think it's a great idea but I think it's very specifically linked to the draft class that you've got mm. so for the past few years it would have worked in that we've we've seen reasonably good draft classes so Dak and Zeke kept that year as a float and we've had the we've had the quarterbacks this year and then there's Mahomes and Kamara from the year before. Um but this year I don't I don't think I don't think that's the case. So I I would be holding off on purchasing those boxes for me personally this year. Ryan I, I I totally agree with Dan. I, I think that we've been angling for a bit of a, a, a the, for the bubble to burst. Um, the reality is is that I think this is going to be an absolutely fantastic draft. I think it's going to be an absolutely brilliant draft class. Uh, I think there's going to be the, the, there's huge potential in the later rounds for players that can come through uh, and be be excellent professionals. Um, you know, fringe of maybe Pro Bowl in their in their rookie seasons. There's, there's a lot of boom or bust in the offensive players. But if you really look at it, I, we haven't for a long, long time um, had a quarterback that wasn't rated. And in my view, in the top 25 players in a draft. And in my view, there is no quarterback in this, this draft class that, that gets into the 25. I think Kyler Murray's just, just 25, 26. All right. Um, on the cusp of it. So the, if you actually look at, and you know, I watch quite a lot of NFL TV, as most people do, you know, there's a lot of bigging up and they've started to now big up a lot of the other quarterbacks because they've realised that actually teams aren't that bothered. You know, if you get outside Murray and Haskins, team, teams have gone very, very quiet, gone very, very quiet on Locke, gone very, very quiet on your friend at Duke, um, uh, Dan. People have gone quite yep. quiet. Um, so it's either because teams have realised that, that when they've gone through their evaluations that there's so much defensive talent that they're thinking, well, I probably let I can pick up one of these players at some point in the second round. There's no pressure on me to go and pick one in the first round. So I think whatever happens is it, the market will be driven, I think, by those two quarterbacks. 
if Kyler Murray goes number one, it will all be about Kyler Murray. Uh, and we'll see ridiculous prices, and it will be all about Kyler Murray. But it's Cardinals, and you know, what I mean? it's not like the biggest collecting um, uh, fraternity in the world ever. Um, if Haskins goes to the Giants, that's a huge market, and therefore that could really drive, be a massive market driver. Um, you have to look at the best, arguably the two best receivers in in prospects in this draft are two tight ends, um, which famously tight ends don't have high ceilings. We've just talked about Rob Gronkowski, and you could pick up his rookie cards for about forty, fifty dollars. You know, and that sounds crazy if you think about it in the current market. So I think the bubble will burst. I still think that there will be one or two players, as there should be, that wide receivers, running backs that will come through. But the reality is is that we know that quarterbacks do drive the top end of the market. And this just isn't the season for that. Um, and I think it will be a, a short, short bubble because what's coming in 2020 could be really, really exciting. So I do think the bubble does burst. It does begin and end, I think, with Kyler Murray and, and uh, Dwayne Haskins. Okay, so if we get Kyler Murray going to Arizona, as all, everything points to him going there, and it's not a smokescreen for them to be driving up the, uh, the trade value market, hoping that Gruden comes in and throws a couple of picks their way. Mm. If that happens... Where's Josh Rosen going to be playing next season, do we think? Well, I think a smart team... I think a smart team should be... should be leaving him where he is from right now. I think what you've got to do is make the Cardinals sweat. There's nothing wrong with a team like the Giants giving a call to the Cardinals... Um, on the morning of the draft, or well, they, they don't do it, do they? Because they switch their phones off because they're idiots. But um, I'm guessing you read about that one, Dan. Um, <laughs> uh, so if, if Dave Gorman actually switches his phone on on draft day, the um, you know make that phone call because actually that's not a bad bridge prospect considering the money. Um, but where else does he go? I think it's a great question. Does could he go to a team that is willing to give up a fourth round pick? just to sit behind a, a veteran is he willing to do that could he do a kind of you know we've seen it happen before um, with players like Eli um, who have transferred over and, and done great things um, yeah Drew Brees you know a couple of seasons in charges and then just gone to the Saints and been amazing so but I, I do think that there are a limited amount of teams it's just about what it's going to cost them and if they want a second round pick or a third round pick I just don't think they're going to get it no, that's going to be a bit of a come down for uh, for Chosen Rosen, uh, going from being the eleventh pick in the in the draft in eighteen, and then traded for possibly a third or fourth round pick that the next year. So, yeah, I think I, I go along with what you guys have said on the uh, in the main argument here that one man alone is not going to going to drag the hobby along. But there will always will be, a, like Dan said earlier, a couple of surprises come out. Who, who thought Kamara was going to be? Mm such a popular player two two years ago, you know. Yeah. Mahomes was, he, he sat for a year, so his cards, well, it's because he was a quarterback, they were quite high. If you'd have got in there at, at that level, uh, the level he was selling at during his first season when he was sat on the bench, now you would be smoking human cigars and flying business class around the world for your holidays, wouldn't you? So it's... Yeah, but... And you, always, 
there's there's also got, these players that have got some real swag in this draft that are not being talked about anymore. And, and I've been going doing a lot of evaluations and stuff. But you know, it's players like we we've talked about before. You know, look at Hollywood. You know what I mean? Hollywood Brown's not really being talked about because he's not tested well or whatever it is. But the guy's got swag. He could he could if he goes to a big market team, he could be one of those players that becomes one of the rookies that could elevate the hobby next year, could help it next year to push it. He is uh, is Antonio Brown's cousin, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> oh blimey, that just smelled like trouble alone, didn't it? So, but anyway. <laughs> Don't, don't fancy seeing me in the Pacific Northwest, thank you very much. But, uh, yeah. Okay, like I said, we, we're seeing the same 25, 30 names being banded about in enough every mock draft for the first round. Uh, give us two names from that. those names, Ryan, that uh, you think actually aren't worthy of being in the first round. Oh, whew, you've really put me on the uh, spot there. Um, I think Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, safety. Florida, I think he's been talked about in the top 25 too much for me. Um, they did have a good defense, Florida, this year, um, but I don't think he's top, top 25 worthy. Uh, that's really difficult. I think, again, I think um, I, probably Cody Ford. I don't think Cody Ford is top 25. I think he's probably first round, end of first round, top of the second. Um, inside lineman for Oklahoma. Um, and I think Nasir Adley's getting too much talk. Um, again, he's another bottom of the first, top of the second, but not top 25. Excellent stuff. Without naming uh, names and who you think uh, actual player that our team's going to draft, um, we're not sure if we're going to be back before the draft. We probably will be, but anyway. That's, oh, we'll do a, we'll do a draft special. We'll do a draft special. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a draft special, but um, without naming players' names, which position do you think will be... Uh, your team's first draft pick, Dan. Uh, offensive one, Ryan. Yeah, if those quarterbacks, if people come up and get those quarterbacks early, um, I think we'll probably end up taking edge because I think we'll, there's a couple that could drop down that we quite like. Okay, uh, Seahawks. We are the most. Each year we just come out with picks from nowhere that just aren't. No one ever knows who we're going to pick. It's just. Uh, uh, I can actually see us making a splash with a uh, wide receiver this year. So that obviously means it's going to be a defensive lineman or a guard. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. Or kicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, we've got. Uh, Myers came over from the Jets. We've given him a, a four year deal. So we're set there now. So we've, we've done a nice little bit of business in free agency under the radar. So, But I still think we're two years away from being a contending team again. So anyway, that's it. Right then, gentlemen, it's been a. Uh, very debateful episode. That's probably a word I've just made up, which we might have to cut that one out, but anyway. <laughs> Always been good. Uh, we'll be back again next month. Uh, we hope to have sometime in the near future a, a Facebook page up and going. You guys all know our Twitter by now and our Gmail account, all the same, Wax Pack Lyrical. You can find us on there. Uh, keep listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you listen to the other guys like uh, Drew at uh, Podograph Show and a few others. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys in the near future. Any final words before we uh, log off, gentlemen? Just happy collecting. Thanks for listening, guys. Lovely stuff. Been a pleasure as always, guys. We'll catch up with you all very soon.